everybody, this is Eric Frank House for EFP. It is January 7th, and the start of my new 5e game and campaign setting. I just want to do pre-notes, along with, I'll probably do some notes afterwards, later tonight. Um, my goal is to take these and compile these, so let me get into what I'm thinking. So I've explained over the last couple podcasts, especially in the last one, that my group was going through some turmoil, some issues. And we sat down and talked online, not in person. We found it actually be easier for people to kind of think about it and do stuff instead of trying to be impromptu and talk. So we fixed our issues. We think we're good. We're going to try this out. And I decided a new year, a new campaign, a new setting. I've been running a Thontia for numerous years, and I don't really run any pre-published stuff, short of maybe Numenera for the Numenera West Marches. And none of us have really been into 5e. Uh, 4e burned us and we fell away. Uh, I should tell you a little history about my group. We started playing together with 3.0, moved to 3.5. 3.5 we really loved. When 4th edition came out, by them we're diehard D&D fans. Before we were a group, we'd played 2nd edition and many of us played 1st edition. And we're like, well, well, I mean, shit, man, 4th edition could be exactly what we want. It didn't end up being what we wanted. While there are parts of 4th edition I like, and that is not the what I want to talk about today, we moved to Pathfinder Beta because it was like 3.5. Stuck with Pathfinder through up until Cypher System came out. I decided I needed to change of pace. Now, years later, we're coming full circle. We're all D&D fans. We were growing up. We like other systems. I think we've learned to communicate differently over the years and unfortunately didn't communicate well enough the last two. So we're fixing it. And we're going to 5e. Now, I've ran 5e a couple of times. I really I really had a hard time wanting to be a part of that community again after feeling let down, burned by 4e. I know there's fans out there, but it just wasn't for us. So I picked up 5e and started looking, and it's this great polishness of, you know, what I remember from D&D and what indie games are today. And they've done a great job merging those together into the beloved IP that we all have. So, we're going to dive in. And that's what Session Zero is today. Uh, learning 5e together, a few of us, like I said, have played. And then, while doing that, I've developed the campaign over the course of about four hours with the map. If you follow me on any of my social media things, you've seen the map that I'm working on, along with my bullet points of what I want the world to feel like. G Plus has had some really good comments from... Um, people in the comments below in, in the G plus post that I put up and I'm taking some of those to heart and kind of thinking about them, but a lot of it I'm going to develop as we play. So a little secret to GMs, if you don't know this and you're developing a new campaign setting, you don't need to have everything fleshed out. Actually, you're better off just having the overarching views and feelings and letting your players help develop it because then that world is going to function the way you want instead of you just writing a story and trying to plug their characters in. Doing it the way where it's a little more open and they're filling it out allows the players to be the emergent parts of, um, oh, sorry, not emergent, the, the growing parts of the campaign. So that's what I'm doing. I got the bullet points together. I have my plot, my ideas, the magic, the societies, and then right now I'm currently writing out a list of names and I realize I need to record this to see how things go. Doing this is a, a, a test run for 5e in a new campaign setting. So I've developed a little few things for 5e and I've worked with Stormbunny Studios and TPK Games but never at the level I'm currently going to be doing this. 
So follow along, follow me on social media. I think a lot of this is going to get posted on G+, more than Facebook. Uh, my community for gaming seems to be more interactive there, but I'll do it on Facebook as well for a while. We'll see where everyone is. And then I think every Sunday, before the game session, I'm going to record a 5 to 10 minute piece, and afterwards, I'm going to record a 5 to 10 minute piece. We start at 2, that's our new start time we've all decided on. should be done between 7 and 8. Maybe I'll have some of the players on and interview them and what we're doing. If you guys would be interested in that, um, you can always hit the call-in button and let me know what you think. So that's my plan. Let me get into what the first session zero is going to be about. I believe this series I'm going to do on Sundays, it, it'll get uploaded to the podcast as well, if, in case you don't listen on Anchor. But I think I'll put them as episodes, put them out. I think these sessions are going to be session zero through however many sessions we play with this current thing we're doing. We currently dedicated ourselves to four sessions. And then after that, we're going to decide if we want to continue playing this, if 5e is for us, if the group really can commit to the new rules we've put in place to our, our ourselves and to the group uh, to make sure that we're being, you know, responsible and respectful of the rest of the players. We're all friends, for Christ's sake. So that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to call the session the Flactory. Uh, those who are part of the group know that the Flactory is what we call our Discord channel. It's what our G Plus community was. And the Flactory has become this terminology for a group where we store all of our stuff. Just like a lich or a wizard stores its being inside of the Flactory, we store everything that is what we do inside of it. So this is the Flactory session zero. And I think that's what we're going to go with for this. So, you know, that's, that's my thought process. Now, what I've been doing today for the prep and how I'm prepping the session zero is we're doing character creation together. We usually don't do that, at least not all the time. With the new system and us building this together, I wanted everyone at the table. Um, we're doing it earlier so people aren't tired. Uh, we're doing it earlier so there's less distractions. We're going to try to cut down on the tech to a point. Secretly, as part of the reason I picked 5e, the PDFs don't exist for it unless you're stealing them, and the ones you do steal aren't really, well, they're not searchable. And there's only a, t a couple books that you need, and this game's been out for some time. So, with that, um, I have a couple players' handbooks. I told everyone they need to bring a player's handbook today if they can get a hold of one. I think a few people are going to pick them up. Hopefully by next session, everybody will have them. And um, what I've done on my end is I've drawn out a rough map. And I did that because, for me, it's easier to create from a map after I have my core ideas. I think it's part of being a cartographer, and like I develop the world and talk to myself as I'm doing it. Maybe I should record that sometime. And then from there, I am working on these new rules that I know we are going to need within first session. So, for example, everyone's human to start, unless they decide they want to be someone marked. And in this world, people who are marked are monsters. That includes elves, dwarves, half-orcs, so on and so forth. High society, nobility, things like that are humans, different families, and courts. And magic is very prominent in this setting. With that said, when you attack monsters or creatures, and by the way, all monsters in this game are created for magic. There are none that are born. They do not give birth. Instead, they twist man into beast because man originally created them. When you cast a spell on any monster, including elves, orcs, dwarfs, so on and so forth, you gain marks if you can't bypass their spell resistance. Now, some creatures don't have spell resistance um, in other games, and I'm adding that, and this mechanic I'm working on along with how the marks work. My theory is, for each mark that you gain, 
you can have an equal amount equal to your level or the challenge rating of the creature, whichever is more. I'm doing that because I want people to have the chance to not transform totally. And for each mark that you gain, you make a save and you gain from a random table parts of that monster. Uh, and this is breaking down basically the mechanical pieces. And then the player adds a look to it for those, but I'll probably add a table for pieces and looks as well. Facial feature changes, hand, whatever. On top of that, once you gain marks equal to your constitution bonus, you have to make a con save. If you fail it, you totally turn into the monster. And here's the catch. You either live, become an NPC, or die. And the way that works is once you make your save, after a long rest, the transformation happens, you make your save. If you fail, you either become an NPC or die. And the way that works is if you are of equal level or higher, you're an NPC. If you're a lower level than the challenge rating of that creature, you die. If you make the save, you get to play it. You gain all of its stats and abilities and points and totally transform into it. What I didn't say, though, is as you're gaining your marks, you gain random abilities from it, right? You can never gain marks from another creature or another monster until you have more marks than that type. My only concern is trying to gather all the different marks. Um, and there's a little... I think I can do a table and make it pretty easy because there's really only so many different type, types of monsters. And I'll get into the types of monsters next, along with people who are also not affected. So you gain these marks, and let's say... I'm going to give an example. Let's say... You gain two marks from a goblin because you casted Magic Missile on it and then you casted, um, oh, I don't know, Burning Hands and you didn't bypass its magic resistance. You just roll poorly. The magic twists and comes back and burns you, changing you into something else. Now, you have the option to slough off marks onto your familiar and as you do, they slowly turn into a homunculus versus the familiar you have. Um, Nothing matters stat-wise until they're full homunculus. And when that happens, they leave you, die off, and become that creature. Hence how creatures are born. But if you take the marks instead, or your familiar is dead, or gone, or can't take any more marks, you can only get so many marks of that type before you transform. If it's a goblin, you got two. Let's say you move on and you guys are fighting, I don't know, gnolls, and you gain two marks. Once you gain that third mark in Null and you have a long rest, you start to transform into that Null and you lose everything that has to do with the goblin parts of you. You wake up and now you're feral and so on and so forth. So the players do need to keep kind of like a base stat sheet of what they are, but I'm thinking this changing should be pretty easy because once you've morphed into a monster, you can't become another one. You're just, that's it. Kind of like you can't stack templates in 3.5. My goal is people will probably become stuff early on um, and this is how you're going to get your orcs, your dwarves, and things like that. Or, or, people are smart, cast spells, do all their things, and they don't really transform till later on. They just keep going through their familiars and so on. Now, that's the concept. I may have to change this as I go through, but I like it a lot. But what I haven't talked about is this is a high society of magic, where everyone uses magic for everything. They do not believe in dirtying their hands in bloodshed. They use spells to do so. And they have servants. Not slaves, servants, because they're paid. But then there are also the people who have the lost art of using a blade, of bone and blade, fighting, and actually dealing damage through physical combat. These people 
are immune to marks because they're not casting spells, they're using weapons. The only way they could ever gain a mark or transform is if the creature itself has a property, such as a werewolf or a vampire, they're getting bit and it is transferring to them. I may come up with something else down the line, but as far as society knows, people who fight with blades, with steel, don't move, don't transform, don't gain the properties. And these people are highly sought after, but it's very deadly. You're going toe-to-toe with creatures that mankind doesn't want to deal with, and that's why they've you know used magic to do it. So that's my concept for this, and the, the kind of evolution of the base premise. So we'll see what people make. Um, oh, also, everybody starts with magic. Everyone's a human. Everyone starts with magic. That includes people who are fighters, barbarians. But it's going to be your house or your family or your court you're involved with gives you spell-like abilities, and they're going to be minor things that are just part of being you know, in that mage hand, maybe zero-level spells. And then I think later on, you're going to have the ability, instead of taking a feat, to take more power from the court and gain the magic. That's my thought in theory. So we'll see how it turns out. I'm going to balance it all together. Um, and I, I like that idea of being able to take those things as you go through. So that means that a fighter could say, I don't want to take any more spell-like abilities. I don't want to take any more powers of the court. I want to fight with a blade, do what I do. And they can, you know, never use their magics. And I think eventually if you don't do that, your magics will go away. And these are the mechanics I'm working on that I will decide on as we go through play. So this is my thoughts to begin with. Um, The next part, I'm quickly going to go into my checklist of what we're going to do today for character creation and how I want to go about it. So today we're starting at two. I'm recording this now, trying to get through it as quick as I can. I'm sorry if the audio quality is different. I'm I'm recording a different spot. I'm recording standing. Uh, My voice is a little shot. And uh, I want to talk about those lists of stuff that I'm going to do. I may reorganize it. Everyone sits down. I'm going to go over the premise of the world. I want to do it in under 10 minutes like I would for a convention um, and tell them, you know, this concept is we're playing in a high magical world versus the technological world we play in normal, uh, normally. And I want everyone to make a player character that they are really devoted to or invested in. So play what you love. This isn't the time where I want you to play something that is uh, outside of your normal realm. If you love fighters, play fighters. If you love barbarians, barbarians. If you love magic, play something with magic. If you love ranged people, so on and so forth. The reason is I want them to be invested. And I think this is an easy way for them to play inside their box, since everything I am doing is going to be very outside of what you normally would do, outside of that box of comfort. So I'll be stacking the uncomfortable new rules and things on, and we're learning a new system. Um, there are people who play everything, but th- that's my, my theory behind it. I want them to play what they're comfortable with. Two, everyone's a human. The only way this changes is if someone says, I want to be marked. And if they take that, they have to pick one of the core races that you can start with to be marked. There are problems with being marked. If you are marked, uh, you are not allowed in the higher echelons of kingdoms. Uh, you are forced to stay out in the area where servants live. Um, people are usually kind of put off by you. You're going to be taking um, a disadvantage to your roles for social interactions and other such things. Um, also, if you are a monster, and you, this, which is what they consider you, you're a monster of men, you don't get to 
be part of social high society functions, balls, galas, the higher, you know, things that humankind has made. Next, we're going to go over brief rules, how rules work. And then I have a checklist of things I want to know if the players want to do. For example, are we wanting predominantly theater of the mind with large combats having the tactical elements so we still get both? If so, we're going to talk about how we're going to do miniatures because one of our guys plays um, over Skype with us. Two, are you guys willing to make an organization or make a power group or part of the world? And I will give you 10 questions to answer. I don't need really details of it, just 10 questions. Three, are we going to be doing defining moments? Defining moments are something in my game that helps make your character. I'm not doing them in session zero. They are something that I'm going to add to the group, um, and people can decide to pick them or not. And then after this, we're going to eat food, shoot the shit for a little bit about the setting, kind of the direction we want to go. And then if there is time that permits, I would like to do um, what happened to everybody in the between, which is the flensing fields. These two kingdoms are in two mountain ranges. If you look at the map that I put up on each side, the flensing fields are in the middle. That is where the war happens between these two kingdoms constantly. There's forever warfare in this area. And they were in the flensing fields at some point in time. And that is what that session zero is going to be. Is like, why were you in the flensing fields? What happened to you? Have you gained marks? So on and so forth. And then are you part of a court, a house, or these such things? For myself, I have a list of names, and then I'm just going to turn those and make those courts. And as people say yes, I'll ask them, well, what do you want to be able to do? And I will make that part of the court. So if they say, yeah, we're a court that deals in mercantile shipping and receiving in goods, I will make sure that whatever they have for the magic side of things are relevant to how they foresee that house being. This allows them to help create the houses quickly without a lot of work. It allows me to take them and flesh them out in the background. So that's my ideas for session zero, what I'm doing. If you guys have any questions, call in. Um, I'm still going to be with my re regular podcast as well. This is just the phylactery sessions, which is all about the beginning of the new year, 5e, and gaming. All right, everybody, have a great Sunday. There'll be more for me after the session, probably a quick five to ten minute of how in the fuck did everything go. Have a great day. Go roll some dice and enjoy the hobby we all get to play. Talk to you later.